hello hello um today i have a special lady on the podcast um i have my mom um i'll let her introduce herself and tell you who she is what she does and then unpack today's topic um let me say thank you again guys for the support thank you for sharing thank you for your presence um thank you for just making it such a good ride um it's really something that i do look forward to to doing every week and today we're going to be talking about the outward mindset something that really changed my life professionally and personally um one thing about my mother and i is our relationship hasn't always been easy um she really gave birth to me when i was pretty young oh when she was pretty young sorry yes she was the one that was pretty young as i shared in my previous podcast if you haven't listened to that please go listen in i share nuggets about how i grew up and how my mother obviously sacrificed um some things especially education wise for me to um excel in life um given her situation but at the same time she had to leave me with my granny um which really then contributed to the way i grew up early um in my life and i was talking about how i got where i was from you know a forward check to where i am right now um i'm not rich <laughs> i'm not well off but you know it's really far from where we started and just talk about the support that my mother gave and all around that so please listen to that episode uh, before you come back here and so obviously we had struggles um concerning connection and all of that so uh this book or this phenomena that she's gonna share that she got to be exposed to before me really helped her and therefore helped our relationship well together with god and jehovah um you know we had obviously our spiritual relationship which also helped but this is one of the things that the spirit led us to both understand and both to benefit from um so without any further ado let me welcome my mother to the podcast and let's unpack what the outward mindset speaks to i hope you enjoy this episode because i am gonna enjoy it hello hello how are you good and you i'm fine are you ready are you ready <laughs> ready never excited <laughs> thank you very much okay that's nice okay can, can i just ask do we start with the serious thing that i want to ask you or do we end with that thing it's just one question do we start with that question or do we end with that question what do you prefer <laughs> Let's start with that question, the mindset stuff. Uh, okay, so we start with the mindset stuff and then finish with the specific question because this question is very linked to the questions I'm going to ask you, but it's a personal question. So do you want it in the beginning or the end? Your take. Okay, the question at the end. Do you want the question at the end or at the beginning? Just ask if you want the you want it at the end yes okay cool okay let's let's get to why we are here what 
brought us here, what we want to talk about, because I was telling them that, okay, you're a wonderful woman, but tell them yourself, who are you? What do you do? How you became my mom? <laughs> How okay. am I born by this wonderful woman? How did it come about? <laughs> okay, well, so yes, I'm a mom. I'm a businesswoman. Um, I am an HR professional as well as an executive coach as um, also assist people with life coaching. Um, and yes, I got to be your mom through life um, and Jehovah's provisions. And yeah, a couple of years down the line, here's a wonderful woman that's doing phenomenal things. Um, I cannot take credit for any of that. Um, and I, I can only say perhaps it's my resilient and um, can do attitude as well as driven approach to things um, that might have shaped, helped to shape you. But um, yeah, anything else I don't take credit for, I only give it to the above <laughs> and, and other support structures and women that had helped me, like your grandma and all of that. So yeah. Yeah, I was saying in the beginning in my intro that actually, you know, the last episode that I did, I'm sure you did not listen to that episode. I like it when you don't listen to these things because I do expose certain things. <laughs> certain it's, things your life, that... it's your experience or whatever you expose, it's, it's, it was how you experienced it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I love that about our, our relationship now. It's the fact that we can embrace the fact that we have different experiences and for me, it's the maturity to say what I experienced might have not been the message that was sent through. But the way I experienced it is the way that then I need to also you confront mean. and also at the same time, just know that sometimes I think people are not intentionally making you feel that way. You might be feeling that way and it's valid. But then there's another side to say that people might not um, be making you feel that way and I think I was reflecting in that podcast it's actually a wonderful one I need you to listen to it because I was reflecting on the fact that you never you actually gave me the best thing which is education because I reflected on the fact that you did live in a one-room flat at some point and <laughs> besides you know all those struggles I always found myself in the best schools I can say so the education part of it was not a compromise I, I always found myself in the best schools which contributed to who I am today. So if you are wondering and you're looking and you're trying to find where you did right, you you might have done a lot right. And that podcast covers it well. Uh, so do listen in on that podcast. <laughs> but let's okay. get to... There's the meaning-making aspect that comes to us as human beings when we get to experience. So the meaning-making is what um, you are try explaining right now, which is, what you had experienced and how it shaped you or impacted you. And of course, as, as children, as we observe the world around us, we, 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 we don't know, we make these assumptions or we make these deductions out of what we experience. Mm. One thing that I always had tried to make sure of is that you guys had a better life uh, than I had. Um, that obviously that came through through the education, through the experiences. But yes, mm -hmm. there were like areas and I think that's just, how the challenges and how we get to see that healing is such an important aspect of a human being. So, yeah, mm. but yeah, definitely. yeah, no problem. Please do. Um, so what we are here for today is to discuss the outward mindset. I think it's such yes. a fascinating thing and people don't know much about it. 
So I want you to first begin by explaining maybe what is it, what's outward mindset, what's inward mindset, what are we talking about, and how did you come across it, maybe before we get deep. Okay, so when we talk about mindset, firstly, before we get to the um, outward mindset, when we talk about mm-hmm. mindset, of course, we talk about the way we think, how we reflect, mm-hmm. how we see things, and uh, perhaps some of, of the actions that we might decide to be informed by that mindset. You know, some people mm-hmm. call it what is our inner person and our heart. Um, you call it whatever. You also mm-hmm. have the school of thought around the fixed mindset and a growth mindset fixed mindset mm-hmm. being that it's just about um seeing things one way and not being flexible to change and the growth mindset being adaptive and open to what's coming in the experiences um so yeah if i can just take that as an intro let's come to outward mindset um specifically outward mindset is a program um that's um comes from the abinger institute which is a u.s based mm-hmm. company it's a program mm-hmm. that is beautiful in terms of impacting people personally and also professionally um, mm-hmm. because it talks to how we show up. Now, Abhijo yeah. talks about the outward mindset and the inward mindset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it says that Abhijo says that at any given moment, we are operating within one of the two mindsets, how mm-hmm. we show up at our work when we're dealing with our loved ones or families we're either operating from an outward or an inward mindset so let's start Mm -hmm. with the outward mindset outward mindset Mm -hmm. if you were to perceive a circle with you being in the middle there's Mm -hmm. an arrow that points to the people outside you Mm -hmm. the people that you impact the people that you yeah. interact with, that's your spouse, mm-hmm. that's your child, that's your boss, that's everybody, that, that's somebody, a cashier in the shop that you interact with. So when are you being outward, when I'm being outward, I'm focused on my needs, but I'm also considering the impact I'm having to the other people in the circle. You get mm-hmm. it? The circle mm-hmm. of being me, being in the middle, but I'm focusing on how am I impacting you? How am I impacting my blood? How am I impacting my spouse? So the mindset and how I choose then to help or work with you collaboratively mm-hmm. as an individual who's got as an individual who's got needs, as an mm-hmm. individual who's got feelings, and as an individual who's got objectives that are as important as mine. Yeah. Not less important, important as mine. So that could be who I am when I show up being in a outward mindset now when i'm inward let's take that circle again you in the Mm -hmm. middle or i'm in the middle and the arrows pointing at me Mm -hmm. and now what or the difference in that is that everybody else around me becomes Mm -hmm. either a tool or a vehicle Mm -hmm. or an obstacle or i Mm -hmm. ignore them whatever approach that just doesn't humanize them i dehumanize others I'm only focused on myself and my needs and what's important to me and my objectives. And I don't really care about your needs or your objectives, except when I want to use you as a vehicle, which means I want to then get some way. Therefore, mm-hmm. I will act outwardly nice, which is what we call it in Aperture, right? Or I will see you as an obstacle, right? Okay. Let's talk about that colleague that's just getting in our way. And I will either try and get people to 
point at you as a problem or I will mm -hmm. escalate issues because you're just an obstacle in my way, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the inward mindset then talks to too much focus on just myself, my needs, okay. and not about anybody else. And only time when I'm interested in other people is when it will benefit me. So these are the two oh. mindsets. And at any given point, we could be operating between the one or the two mindsets, right? So sure. in a personal relationship, you can see how an inward mindset and an outward mindset might serve or deserve that relationship. Mm. Particularly in a work setting, we might want to call yeah. the outward mindset a soft way of doing things. We might call it, ah, it's just about mambo jumbo and all of the psychoanalysis. Yeah. No, the results that we're wanting to build are collaborative. So myself and you, if I'm working towards you outwardly mm -hmm. and you're working towards mm -hmm. me outwardly, how do you think the collaborative results are going to be? I think perfect then because we're serving each other from a good space. I'm not using you. You are not using me. I am serving mm -hmm. you and you are serving me. And sorry to disturb, but as I'm listening to you, I don't know how everything just goes back to the Bible. You know, when you're listening to something and you're like, that's why God said. Because <laughs> um, obviously no. serving each other yields that someone else be able to serve you. And if we could serve each other, all of us would be so happy. And that's outward mindset. So when I come to the part about how did I get into it, I'll tell you that exactly, that aspect yeah. that you're talking about. So mm -hmm. as I said, when I work or when you work with somebody outwardly, collaboratively, and with a joint and a collaborative result as a core focus, because remember, mm. it's not just about being outward for the sake of being nice. It's the sake of making something meaningful out of this relationship or collaboration or this work yeah. team environment. We have collective result. So we are working together. I look at how I'm doing my work. Is there any way that I could be getting in your way with the way I'm yeah. doing things? I then fix that because I'm responding to you. Mm. I look at your objectives. How is it that perhaps you often see this in teams, right? You have superstars, people that work mm -hmm. in silos. Mm -hmm. And of course, they perform exceptionally well. But when you yes. look at the collaborative results of the team, you don't see a team that's shining. So yeah. that individual's impact is dimmed. It's dimmed okay. by the fact that that light is so a low that it's just not going to show up in a bigger team. The person might feel mm -hmm. good about having achieved their job. Mm -hmm. They might have cut you it's off in the way of achieving that goal, by the way. But what yeah. does it do to the team? To the team. So, and essentially, what does it do to you? Because you are part of the team. So let's say like, if there's a lot of darkness and there's one light, I mean, nothing is going to show up. But if there's a lot of light emitting from your team members because of your support, then suddenly everyone recognizes that actually that team is quite interesting. Let's let's pay focus to that. Yes, yes. Remember what we do when we get to workspaces is to achieve results on behalf of now our CEO, our C-suite executive, or whoever is the owner cannot be individually directly at the level of direct working. However, does mm. cascade certain objectives. Now, in, in yes. achieving this mandate of the employer, of the organization, 
of, of whatever is the mandate that you're working towards. These are the things that then get in the way. People start working mm-hmm. as silos, people start sabotaging each other, people start getting into these political battles. And the bigger goal is not in our mind. All I'm concerned about at that point in time is me. It's how I show up, how you make me look. I'm not willing to collaborate, collaborate, but what was the mandate? Why am I there? Why am I in that space? Why did that person hire me? They hired me because they wanted results. Now imagine mm-hmm. if we're busy, if we're busy engaging on these tactics or this type of inwardly practices and behaviors mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, tactics, how is that then going to impact the result? Are we then yeah. living up to the mandate of what we are actually being brought together as a team? To, 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 yeah. to be able to do. And even look at it, it from a dynamic between your subordinate and your as employer or mm-hmm. yourself as actually the manager in how you treat your people. Do they just people around you to make you look good? Or is it really people that you see as people who are important as you? Mm-hmm. There's one thing, Abinja. Humanizing we them. Ask, we ask, are you seeing them as a human being with needs mm, or as a and goals just as important as yours. Might sure. not be the same, but just as important as yours. As yours. So I think beauty. Wow, that's amazing. If this was Ndombi's podcast, she'd be saying right now, oh snap. <laughs> we're snapping, we're snapping, you're coming through. Um, but yeah. obviously we've discussed now the professional world. Official was gonna ask you, but we we already there and, and deep inside, and I can see how even for me, when I build my organization, I need to be aware of this um mindset because if we are uh, if we're constantly in, in these two arenas, I mean sometimes because you have your own objectives, you have your own goals, it will be difficult to focus on someone else because, I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. people are vehicles to get to your dreams. I mean, if someone is your subordinate, at that point, they are your vehicle to get somewhere, but obviously needing to also consider them and that would help obviously in the trainings that you provide for them um, to obviously help you get where you need to get, but also focusing on them and making sure that their work that they are doing is fulfilling to them as an individual and that's helping you as an organization. But yes. I really want us to get into... Here's the beauty of Abinger strategies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we go for learning or for training just sometimes to learn a little bit more. Um, the retention rate of what we learn, if we don't apply that, within a couple mm-hmm. of days, that learning is gone. And here's what mm. Abinger has done. They've got three mm-hmm. books, self-reading books. One mm-hmm. talks to the outward mindset, and it talks to okay. the deeper around the two mindsets, right? It talks about the strategies of how do I then apply this? As you are saying, mm-hmm. you might forget, you might revert to your inward practices. How do mm-hmm. I keep this top of mind? So there's okay. one, one, one strategy, for example, called SAM, S-A-M, SAM. It's see others, yes, adjust, met, um, adjust efforts, measure the results. Yes. Simple as that. Okay. There's so obviously one you see others. Yes. Okay. You are so I need to see people. others. And if I see others, that means I'll be able to see where I'm lacking. That's when I'll then adjust efforts based on what I see, what the results exactly. that I come up with. Then I'll measure. 
if then whatever I'm doing is really helping and then back and forth, back and forth in a circle. Exactly. That's exactly how, okay. how it is. So that's the Outward Mindset book. Then there's the Anatomy of Peace um, book. That talks to conflict. It talks to deep conflict. It's a transformational read that talks to how do we get to conflict to begin with? And how do we actually think that we're trying to get out of the conflict, but we're actually perpetuating the same things we're complaining about from others, the behaviors that they're doing to us or whatever it is that they're um, showing up towards us. We actually are perpetuating that by understanding how the anatomy of peace, you'll be able to see that. The last one talks to leadership and self-deception. Now, leadership is not just only corporate environment. It could be leadership in the home environment. Mm -hmm. So talk about leadership and self-deception. Those are the three books that Abinger does have. On top, there's various programs, learning programs, but the core thing in any Abinger strategy or material, the focus is on implementation. When you implement wow. something, and when you teach it to someone else even better, you are likely then to retain that and continue to utilize that strategy. Okay. So what I'm going to do, because there's definitely going to be a part two of this. I think in the part two, please tell us how to definitely like to implement and to keep going. Because one thing about me that I do struggle with is I do start, I read something, then it touches me. Then I'm like, yo, this is wonderful. I do it for about 10 days, let's say. And then I revert back to my old self. And I mean, that is the one thing, as you said, that really limits people. And I feel like women, because obviously we are nurturers and we are more on the emotional side. So that can be for us that we even forget what we learned and we start going back to saying, oh, no. Maybe I should be nicer or maybe I should do this and this. And maybe being inward um, at other times, thinking about yourself right. too much. Like even today, I'll have to remind you myself that, girl, the, the, the way you're feeling is probably because you're thinking this is about you. It's not about you all of the time, okay? <laughs> the time is not about but, you. You need to be outward. But, but, let's, but let's, let's talk about that a little bit. That's the other thing that Abin just says, right? That we're never going to always get it right all the time. And that's never the expectation. It's just mm -hmm. the fact that there's an awareness and a, 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 a changed or transformed awareness that you mm -hmm. might get it wrong. And then you will then work on it. And also remember, as much as other people mm -hmm. are human beings, you are a human mm -hmm. being too. So in our imperfection, we will revert back to these old practices that we might have learned. But here's the beauty mm -hmm. of it you then know how to get out of it. Yes, definitely. Just amazing? like now, I actually got out of something right now and I'm, I'm recording this. I'm feeling very much better. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I wanted us to then quickly go to personal life because I think we've discussed professional um, in depth. Uh, how does this look in a personal relationship? I, I feel like you, you have some nuggets there for us that could help us in our personal relationships, uh, be it friendships, relationships, children, um, everything, parents, yeah. all around. Yeah. It, it, even in the personal, remember Abinja talks to the same dynamics, the same strategies, personally or professionally. So let's talk about listen and learn, right? So as a mom, mm -hmm. I think I know what you want. Or as a wife, I think I know what my husband wants. I'm listening to mm -hmm. him, but I'm not hearing him. 
Now, one of the other adventure strategies and, and tools is the listen and learn. Honestly, listen to what the other person is saying and learn what it is that you do not understand or what you had preconceived. Mm -hmm. Sit down and listen and learn. And that should only be the, 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 the intent of listening, being about learning about this person, about that particular challenge. And then and that's when you actually are, answer them. And you are actually then opening up to, to hearing them, where it's not mm -hmm. just about, I just hear the words, but I actually, I am listening to you. It's sitting somewhere within me. And therefore, mm. it moves me to then yes. take action. Okay. So it's a simple strategy, the listen and learn, because then it helps us. Again, when it talks to how our dynamics might have been, we often talk about generational curses, right? Mm -hmm. And we often blame the other our prior generations in terms of what they, they've burdened us with. And outward yeah. mindset it helps me take responsibility, mm -hmm. right? For my own growth, for my own thinking. And mm. it helps me understand that if my heart is at peace, I am more yes. able to collaborate or to be more loving. But if my heart is at war, it's a different scenario. And get this, I can sense when your heart is at peace. I can sense when your heart is at war. You can be smiling at me, but I can sense it, right? So I, Are I could be doing Are we going back to that. Bible right now? Sorry to catch you. Are we going back to Bible that we need to look at our hearts and start from exactly. there? Can you see how this is? Abinger strategies are not difficult to learn as abstracts. They're not another mm -hmm. training practice that you must remember. It's just actually mm -hmm. just about your mindset first. Before mm -hmm. you apply any topical other intervention, you first start at the underlying mindset. Mm -hmm. And once you fix that or you work at that level, I'm not going to mm -hmm. tell you tomorrow how to act because why? Your behavior has been shifted from a mindset perspective. Here's where we okay. often get wrong. And this was my earlier post. When we start thinking mm -hmm. about change, we think about behaviors, actions, but really do we first analyze what lies below? And mm -hmm. Abinger says that is the mindset that we first need to target before we can actually be able to make any meaningful shift in mm -hmm. how we see someone in how we see a situation. I'm talking about someone that like, you might be in deep, deep conflict with that. Actually, it's yes. one of those people that when you look at them in the office, you're like, if I don't talk to you, the better. I've been just asking you to sit down and talk to that and person and listen and learn. And even at home in our families, there are people like that in our families, especially exactly. the closer you get to people, the more, the more, <laughs> the more the actually. More. And this speaks to, I feel like even in my life, as I'm observing, whoever it is that you're living with at that time is where most conflict can come from. Because growing up, we used to fight with our siblings and our parents. And then you go out into the world and you think, ah, there's peace or whatever. I can go out and maybe those people won't fight because now they're my friends. I can get along with them. Then you get to varsity and you stay with your friends. Now you're fighting with your friends. <laughs> oh, I need a husband. I need a husband. You go find the husband. 
conflict and you're like ah uh-uh, i need to go back home <laughs> i need my mother i'm sorry i need my sibling and my mom <laughs> that, uh, that is exactly the growth of maturity and of adapting to our the multiplex roles that we occupy or we find ourselves in that even as you yeah. say we might be thinking the problem is they but abin just says this right yeah. as much as i'm saying as far as i'm concerned the problem is you abin just mm. says as far as i'm concerned the problem is me problem is so me. how do i first make the shift myself without mm. asking that other person to change how do i make the shift um, personally myself that might invite the other person to change or that might not invite the other person to change because remember my change is not dependent on someone else acting nice because if mm. it's the mindset that i have it then will not always be flared up or triggered because i'm very much aware of my thinking level i'm very much at peace with my heart and how i'm approaching the situation so somebody could be reacting negatively toward me but i'm still able to retain my peace because my mind we are busy preaching right now i'm going to tell you you are busy preaching because i'm also remembering another scripture before you remove the whatever in someone else's eye first remove the the, the rather in your own eye like before you start looking for the small speck in somebody else's eye how about you first do your job and that's not to say that you're victimizing yourself you're not going to look at the other person but it's first doing the work within you so that you are unaffected by other things because you're not supposed to be that affected anyway by someone acting out because if you are affected it means then there's something you need to work on with you exactly and in avenger we t- we call that turning the chair so imagine us sitting and facing opposite sides and looking opposite sides now what the change or the shift that happens is that you're still looking the other way but i'm shifting my chair to look at you and you might not immediately turn and look at me so that we can collaborate you might be insistent on yeah. looking the other way but yeah i am mm. making the shift because i see that it's important that i make the shift that is yeah. really as i say how i got to be brought then in into abinja is exactly those type of principles that they're not hard principles yeah. that we supposed to memorize they are actually okay. things that are close to our spirituality Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Now we've gone on. Um I think we definitely need part 2, but let us before we we end the session on a high note because I want to leave it here so that the people can definitely come back and they can maybe take notes and then we'll have a series of these because next time we need to get deeper and deeper and deeper. But before I leave you and we leave our people right here I just wanted to ask you the deep question that I wanted to ask you at the beginning. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now with the mindset and the outward mindset, inward mindset and all this information, how differently would you raise me as a daughter? With all wow. the information that you have. That's a powerful <laughs> that's a powerful question and um probably might have said this to you before. that mm-hmm. um when i look and i reflect back there's definitely a lot of things that would have happened differently um here's the part um you growing up being stubborn as i am i perceived you as a challenging child 
And therefore, at times, I my approach to you was very, very harsh and critical. With all of the learnings and the knowledge that I've built over the years, starting from when I was in my 30s, um, it definitely would have informed a different parent to me. Um, the way that I would have been present, first and foremost. Present being, um, I'm not so focused just on my life and just trying to make meaning of a life that I think you guys need, but actually getting to realize what life do you need? Getting to know what do you want? Instead of me moving from my own childhood and trying to give you what I never had, having all of this knowledge right now, that's that's basically what I, how I would have done things differently. And does the outward mindset help with those situations? Has that been something that has shown you? Because obviously looking from the outside and saying, because obviously I see inward, I see outward here. Like with the things that you're talking about, you obviously looked inward in your own pain. You looked at your exactly. own pain and you said, Remember, from my own pain, this is what my children need. Not looking outward to say, looking at them, this is what they need. <laughs> exactly. I think if you might remember when I was actually in a workshop the one day, I actually contacted you and I mm -hmm. I, I think I texted you a diagram of um, yeah. what we call a box in Abinger where I show up mm -hmm. and I'm just in my own space and, and close to me and I just see my needs. And mm -hmm. I asked how you had experienced me as, as mm -hmm. a parent. Mm -hmm. And that's what Abinja yeah. forces you, and I'll put force in quote, um, inverted yeah. quote. It forces you to go and go to that person and say, actually, how am I doing as mm. a child, as a spouse, as a mom, mm -hmm. listening mm. and learning, mm. adjusting, wow. see the person, see your child as a human being with needs mm -hmm. that is important as your own see yeah, the person adjust the efforts of whatever you were relating to this person before and mm. then you mention the result and as yeah. you keep on seeing these incremental improvements and changes it then just becomes a way of being yeah so we can definitely then maybe share how our relationship has gotten better Obviously, I did say in the intro that it's through Jehovah himself, our God, that we serve. Um, but obviously, in that, God does something where he empowers you with the information. Because the information that he wants us to use is actually here through people writing books and certain programs. And how yeah. the outward mindset has made us as, you know, because we still have friction here and there. But... We, we know how to channel it because of what we know. We know each other. I know that if I want to be extra emotional, extra hopeless, extra whatever, you, you're not going to be the place that I need to go to because you're going <laughs> to give me the logic. So then I know that when I come to you, it's when I want logic, I want a plan, I want a solution, I want a solving. And even with you sometimes that I've been able to experience you now as an emotional person. <laughs> I love this. But obviously, it's, it's that that I provide for you. But for me, it has also taught me something that, you know, because I, I grew up thinking maybe you hate me. I'm like, does this woman hate me? 
why am I, when I cry, this woman's like, dude, you're wasting my time. <laughs> but understanding that and having this outward thing to look outside of yourself and not make it about you, because I think our most of our arguments, actually, if I can recall, were the fact that every time I would make things about me, I would be like, but what about me? <laughs> and you'd be like, yes. it's not always about you. So, and then they are ones trying to toughen you up, trying to change you, trying to show you that the world is a, a harsh place and it's not the tears are never gonna happen or or work. In fact, people are gonna walk all over you and take advantage of you because that was my reality. The 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 the, the, the childhood, that inner childhood part of me that said, you know what, people don't care. So you better just get on with it and do things. And if you're not yeah. happy go and do something about it because nobody's going to do it for you. So I think for me, really, when we talk about being, I was very inward because I was focusing on how I wanted to make you be so that you don't mm. become the soft person that you are. And yes, my growth, where I've had to grow. Mm. As a 40 plus year old, I've had to grow with vulnerability. Yeah. Because in the control, Hi. in the problem solving, in the logic, I I have exit, over-exited myself and mm. I found no joy. And I found that the area for me for growth is actually the vulnerability space. And we might have another talk about the Enneagram and in terms of how that was a tool that also helped me in terms of that particular point of where are the growth areas for me as an individual, as a person and how I'm showing up in the world and how it's impacting just- me. Yeah, just to brush off on the Enneagram, um, obviously, you know, as Christians, it, it's, it's, it, it does seem like, um, you know, uh, that we are saying maybe God can't change someone. So if you are an Enneagram 5, you stay that way, bloody blah, bloody blah, blah. But it's not the case because with me last night, what I had to do, because I'm a 4, I'm more inclined to emotions, to not understanding the logic of things. That is showing me where I can ask the Holy Spirit to equip me. So now what I did, I prayed and I said, please give me more logic. Please give me an understanding of things as they are, not how I feel that they are. Because sometimes I get overwhelmed by the feelings. And if I'm overwhelmed by the thing, then I don't use logic. So in that, knowing your Enneagram type can help you ask God to help you for the situations that you might be handling with too much emotion and it needs logic. It helps a lot. It helps a lot with conflict. It helps a lot with understanding ourselves. And also remember what you're saying now is you found a strategy for growth, which is a prayer. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. else might find another strategy for growth, which is something mm-hmm. else. For example, myself being the active, yes. controlling and logical and, and other to grow in vulnerability. So I need to constantly, as I'm engaging with somebody and I'm showing up in a certain way, I need to reflect in the moment when I'm talking mm. to the person to say, am I actually reaching out or connecting or am I just showing up? And then as I think about it, because remember reflecting in the moment, meaning I'm thinking about it as I'm interacting. Yeah. I'm then able to. So we find different strategies for growth. So definitely the Enneagram becomes a construct that helps for growth and for collaboration, because it's not about, I am this person, so what, take it or leave it. It's about, yes, I am this person, so what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? And then what? What is more? 
So yeah. I'm constantly yeah. evolving and I'm constantly adapting myself and I'm constantly aware of how am I showing up? Because one of the problems for me was that people would see me as very uh, uh, abrasive and, and just very direct. Yeah. And here's a part that they never saw was the soft part. And of course, mm. when I then do people, in, instead of impacting them, I, I just do the opposite. And yeah. if I needed to then change, if I needed to have a different picture, I needed to then look at myself and work within myself to say, how am I? Hence, I'm saying for me, the reflecting in the moment is one of the strategies yeah. that helped me. As I am interacting, um, I think. I am constantly evaluating myself as am I showing up as that active controlling person and also reflecting afterwards where I would have just played a scenario again and said, if I were to handle it differently, how would have it been? And then I'll then make the necessary changes with the next incident. Because as Abin just said, we we human beings, we're gonna make mistakes, we're gonna fall back. So it's not always a don't feel bad about falling back. Just know that next time, you know the places where you need to um, get at. And obviously, that is like another topic of mental health and, you know, self-care where you really know that when you make a mistake, it has nothing to do with you. I did a topic on depression. It's not an, like it's not about you. It's really how you can improve because you are a human being. You're not going to be perfect all the time. Anyway, exactly. let's close it here because I think we can go on and on and on. Because I feel like going on and on and on. But let yeah. us keep it so that the people can, you know, find out more information about this. Maybe Google it. Maybe speak to you on the DMs. I'll be putting your DM or your Instagram handle here together with mine. Okay. If they do ask, they can ask you directly or they ask me and then I revert the questions to you. And we're going to have mm. another session where we dive deeper because I, I need us to go deeper, deeper. And then we come out um on the other end rather with good information for the people because if it has helped us as two women in a relationship daughter and mother and it has just changed the way that i see things as a child and the way that you do things as a mom and i'm now a mom so obviously a woman can definitely benefit from that and this woman's space is made for those things for women to definitely, benefit definitely. In, in such a way so I don't know if and you have, and we can say thank you guys for listening. See you next time. And we can leave it at that. Okay. Mom. So from, from my perspective as a coach, this is the type of work that I do. Um, because Abinja, of course, becomes an IP-based material. Uh, but I'm able and I'm available to share um, uh, with, with, within a, a, a caring space and, and just sharing information. Um, so as much as I might not be able to share people uh, material and give it to them, I'll definitely be able to assist and share however I can. And just parting shots, just to answer that question of the whole construct around spirituality and how we expect it to be that is how i fell in love with abinja because i found that i didn't have to learn something new or strategy that was new as a person that's spiritual it was aligned to my belief system and it became uh -huh. such an easy transition to move in that space because that's what god is calling us to do mm. to love our neighbor yeah. mm. yo to love our neighbor wow Okay, outward mindset, love your neighbor. I think that's going to be the title of this podcast. 
Thank you so much for doing this with me. I know I always put you under the bus, but I feel <laughs> like when I'm called to do something and it's in my heart, it has to happen. It has to happen. And I'm the mom that must adapt. <laughs> and I'm happy yeah. to do it. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for doing this, guys. Do go on her page. I'll be putting it on. Do ask questions. It's really a pivotal thing that one needs to have in their lives. Um, and, and she's really good at teaching these, these things. And she's an A student when it comes to this. I don't know why she didn't say so at the beginning, because she is a cum laude kind of student <laughs> when it comes to these coaching things. Um, so, yeah, do follow up. And thank you so much for listening in. And thank you so much for supporting the podcast itself. It's growing bigger. It's growing beyond. And it's really a safe space where we, we do tackle serious topics, women topics. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. See you next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye. Bye.